0: Welcome to season four of the Soccer Neophytes podcast. We are excited because this is one week until the Premier League starts. We're going to be introducing this season's neophyte. We're going to be taking a look at predictions, the best and worst kits. We're going to be talking about the Americans of the Premier League. And of course, We're going to be making our lock-it-in predictions. Gentlemen, welcome.
1: Yo, season four, Nate.
0: How's it going? Season four. Ooh, there are some new voices (laughs) that we're going to be introducing soon. This is so good. Before we get into all that, though, I want to just go over a couple formatting pieces. We have five total contributors to Soccer Neophytes now. Uh, We introduced Tim last week. Him uh, and Kyle are going to be cycling on and off throughout the season a little bit. We have our Neophyte, of course, who we're going to introduce in a second. And then, of course, Chris and I. And so with all of these people coming together together, I had to we had to institute a couple like new things. And the and the biggest format change is that we're creating, I don't know, for lack of a better term, a two-minute drill. Um that's where if we want to talk about our club, so I'm a I'm a Wolves fan, Tim's Liverpool, Kyle's Leeds, newly formed Leeds fan, Chris, of course, Manchester United. Uh, we're gonna each get a chance to talk about our clubs every week, but we're gonna limit it to two minutes. That way we can uh, keep it condensed. Everyone gets a chance to talk, but podcast doesn't go too long. That's one thing. And then the other thing we're doing for the lock it in is uh, we're not allowing people to choose the same team. So that's a little bit different from last season. You could choose the same team if you wanted. Um, So just a couple small format changes, who knows what else will change uh, throughout the season, but uh, just wanted to get that small piece of uh, business taken care of right off the bat. But without further ado, Oh, Chris, do you want to say something? You look like you want to say something.
1: I always want to say something. I know um, you do. I, well, so to piggyback on that, I just want to make sure next week when I talk about United and Leeds, uh, if Kyle's not on, I get four minutes, right?
0: Nope.
1: <laughs> Come on.
0: <laughs> but if Kyle were on, you would get four minutes for that match. And I, w- I should say the exception here would be for matches of, of greater importance, because we do want to spend more time talking about those matches of greater importance. And so certainly, um, you know, for those matches, we'll we'll spend a little extra time on. And of course, matches that that our neophyte focuses on will get a little bit more uh, more focus. So, with that being said, Tim, since you were a point of contact for our neophyte, would you do us the honors?
2: Absolutely, it is an honor to introduce Kemi, Kemi and Dolo to our audience.
0: Hey, hey,
2: let's hear it for Kemi. <laughs> <laughs> Kemi. Hey. Hey.
3: Yeah, glad to be here.
2: So, um, so I met Kemi several years ago through a mutual friend, a guy named by the name of Sam who's bigger and stronger than any of us combined <laughs> combined, combined. So <laughs> sam Ocho, former uh arizona cardinal uh, now of espn so we're here to give him give his career a little boost by mentioning him on our
1: pod dropping it the counts. name a little bit if you will nah, we, the name.
3: We're, we're boosting his career for him
2: yeah <laughs> yeah you're welcome sam uh anyway so yeah we met um so he was our mutual friend uh we went and visited a school that kemi's wife started um so that's kind of how we met but kemi and i have been connected ever since and um he's a great person to follow on twitter kemi what's your <laughs>
3: twitter handle uh it's kemi and dolo that's i think that i think that's it k-e-m-i-n-d-o-l-o okay. all right that with an at at the beginning
2: with an at at the beginning that's a very important detail Make it official Kemi's a great person to follow on Twitter. I'd encourage everyone to follow him. He, and he tweets a lot about sports. And so that's why when we were looking for a neophyte for this year, I thought, all right, Kemi is a big basketball fan, big football fan. I feel like a big sports fan in general. Yeah, It's been a lot of fun following you during the Suns run recently. Ooh, Um, What a run that was. The anxiety.
1: Um, are you so a son's anyway? Guy? And I knew, and I knew. Wait, wait, does... wait, 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 wait! wait. <laughs> are you a Suns guy, Kemi?
3: I'm a Suns guy.
1: Oh my man, I take it all <laughs> those bad things back I said about you. <laughs> oh, oh you guys back. are gonna
0: get along real well. You're Cardinals yeah, fan too, right? Oh yeah, oh, Cardinals this fan. Is yeah. The
1: best. This Chris is the best. best.
3: Hey, I, I
1: do want to say uh, one of the things I'm famous for is I have a gift given to me by God that. Um, I can identify when people are love children of two different people. And Kemi, would you like to know who you're a love child of? Absolutely. Oh All right. And just so everyone knows at home, you can't see this, but Kemi's wearing um, a big old, or he's got a big old Afro going. He looks kind of like Shaq in the Papa John's commercials. <laughs> but Kemi, you are a love child of Papa John Shaq and Kevin Durant. Oh,
0: yeah.
3: wow. <laughs> I, I could tell you how many times I've signed an autograph as Kevin Durant who yeah, yeah. is what seven feet tall and I'm all of six feet tall. <laughs> People still think I look like Kevin Durant. I'll take it. You do get that. I can see that now. I can I see. I keep that. my Olympic gold and my trophies <laughs> in my Love kids' that. rooms.
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Kemi, I mean, do you want to tell us about yourself a little bit?
3: Yeah. Brief. Um, parents are Nigerian. It's actually how I connected with Sam, his parents, he's from Nigeria. We're from Nigeria, uh, grew up in Missouri uh original sports being nigerian tennis and soccer um once we got into public school those were not popular anymore so my brother and I, I have an older brother we transitioned to football and basketball um played basketball up until about junior high when i started trashing my knees i've had four major knee surgeries so uh, more of a spectator than a participant um in sports but i'm obsessed with sports obsessed with athleticism um growing up in missouri was we didn't there's no nba team so my first uh pro team were were the orlando magic because my dad got my me a starter coat back in the 90s and i was obsessed with Shaq. ironically (laughs) so orlando magic were my team Uh, my brother he 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 was a rockets fan um football Kansas city chiefs um When I came out here to Phoenix in 03 is when I became a Cardinals fan and a Suns fan. So I've been a fan of those teams since still play sports when I can still play tennis, still play soccer. Um, But it's ironic. I played a lot of soccer. Um, I spent 10 years in a band and every, uh, a lot of downtime we had, we would play soccer, but I know nothing about premier. Um, I can play the sport. I, I can't explain I can't explain it. I can't explain from here. So this is exciting.
2: Sounds great. We're glad yeah. to have you
0: here. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Kemi, What are some of the things that you're going to be looking for in a team? So as you kind of start watching, what are you, what are you looking for? What how how are you going to be determining what what team you're going to choose? Man, as fresh as I am, I know
3: nothing. My brother is a huge fan, so I actually reached out to him. His team is Liverpool, so I'm gonna jump on the Liverpool wagon for now. Um, my plan is to basically absorb as much as I can, and then figure out hopefully by midseason my team, unless it just ends up being Liverpool. But I, at this point, I could tell you names of players just by popularity, social media. I could probably name two team. They're called teams or clubs. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah just by popularity in recent news, but I'm about as green as they come. So I'll be, it'll be a weekly thing for me until I land on something I can identify for myself.
0: Great. Great. All right. Well, let's uh, jump into some of our predictions for this upcoming season. Um, everyone's got them. Everyone makes them. No one ever gets them right. <laughs> so we are going to start with the relegated teams So these are the teams uh, that will go down to the championship once the season's over. So the three teams, the bottom three go down. Uh, Kemi, you were saying earlier, how did you, when was the first time you heard of this concept?
3: Man, the first time I heard the phrase relegated in association to a sports was was with Ted Lasso. And even (laughs) as they were explaining it, I didn't understand it. (laughs)
0: you have nothing like it i mean ml Uh, even even our american soccer uh leagues mls doesn't have it okay um the usl which is the phoenix rising play in we don't we just don't use it here right like we we incentivize in different ways by you know draft like your your order of the draft or whatever but you know, as we've seen with teams tanking over the mm-hmm. years, you realize that's not a huge incentive not to finish last, but, uh, I think for, for worldwide soccer, worldwide football, there's a huge incentive because pretty much every league in the world relegates and promotes, and there's a huge financial hit if you get relegated and particularly in, in the premier league, um, it's, hundreds of millions of dollars. I think they, I think they say it's like the promote. I know when they talk about the championship promotion, that game, that match, they say is like the most valuable, like sporting event for a club in the world. Like the team that wins that it's a boost of hundreds of millions of dollars to them. So, so we're going to start with the relegated team. So who do we think are going to be the three worst teams in the premier league this year, Tim, as, as a new, uh, host with us why don't you start us off
2: all right want to do 18 19 20 do we want to do 20 19 18
0: however you want all right start start from the bottom start with 20
2: i'll start from the very bottom i've got newcastle finished dead last so newcastle is not one of the newly promoted teams but i think they're garbage this year they're a mess so i've got them 20 I've got Watford at 19. They could they could surprise us, um, but they're at 19. And then this one, I didn't want to just go super predictable, and so I picked Burnley to get relegated. They were kind of they were far down last year. They had they had a pretty good run. What the year before that? I think they finished like in the top 10. But they're they're always this team that is so frustrating to play against. They're just this like defensive team that just thwart you. They don't win, but they just thwart you. So I just kind of want to see them get relegated. So and it's I think it's very possible that they will. Yeah, Newcastle, Watford, Burnley. I like it, Chris.
0: What do you got?
1: Yeah, this was. Uh, I actually found this to be a little bit harder than trying to predict the top seven. I agree. Um, I think there's a lot of teams in the running for this. I went twenty Brentford in a not fun continuing nineteenth Watford. <laughs> um, because it's no fun to predict the promoted teams to get relegated. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen every season, anyways um but yeah i just i it, it it was tough and and this last spot it came down to uh southampton burnley crystal palace norwich and newcastle and um i settled on i think crystal palace is going to finish in 18th and get the relegation
0: yeah yeah, you're bringing up. Well, one first off, I want to say thank you for not putting wolves in there. This whole week, <laughs> I thought for sure Chris was just gonna stick it to me and just like <laughs> wolves. wolves one, in of,
1: one of my best strengths is that I I t- try to be as realistic and unbiased as possible when I make the picks or predictions. And I think the wolves have enough talent to avoid it and not be considered for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kemi, did you make yeah. some predictions here, man?
3: Yeah, I'm probably gonna upset a lot of people because my predictions have nothing to do with talent or standings <laughs> whatsoever. I love it. This is the best love it. <laughs> so forgive me in advance. Um how many but again it's four? Three or three, three. three. So the
0: bottom three teams.
3: All right. Um <laughs> again, just go with me on this one. I love um it. <laughs> the first team I think will be relegated will be Queen's Park. Is that a team? <laughs>
0: they're what not in the premier league let's go down the list <laughs> so All right. great. we're I gonna go it. with
3: watford okay there we go yes. i think that's an obvious one um because there's not much more to the name it doesn't tell me anything about them and uh couldn't find much on them that my second if it's top three i'm gonna go crystal palace okay <clears throat> no reason none whatsoever Finger landed on crystal palace because it last sounds one. like a gentleman's club,
0: <laughs> and I
3: it at all costs. Um, I'm gonna go with Newcastle
0: United. Is that is that one or is? I think uh, that's good. I okay. think that's strong. That's a strong bottom. Other like we'll ignore Queens Park Rangers, but the other three. well, <laughs> oh, actually, Queens Park's a great one because they're already in the championship. So they've I, already been relegated. You're oh, just years late on that. I but predicted yeah. the past.
1: Maybe he was looking at the Premier League standings from like 1984.
3: I mean, when I do my research, I dig deep, (laughs) really deep.
2: I will say I was expecting you to have some like big four clubs in there. And those are all like legitimate relegation contenders
3: for sure. Okay. Once I learn more about relegation, I'll probably be able to make a more savvy pick. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) I don't, I don't think your picks are bad
1: by any means. You're for sure. Right. Sniffing the right area.
0: Okay. Yep. I'll get the hang of it. All right, I got. Uh, I I just want to say I think there's eight. I I had eight teams that I felt like I was choosing from. I feel like this season there's eight eight real possibilities, and you guys have mentioned most of them. I have Norwich finishing twentieth. That was before this Josh Sargent uh, move, so I might have some American bias moving them up, but I'm gonna keep them at twenty. I've got Southampton at nineteen. I, they finished the year abysmally last year and they really haven't done much. Danny Ings is gone and there's some rumor that James Ward Prowse might be gone as well. And I just, I mean, that I just can't see them, them progressing. um, Unfortunately, as much as I like that, that club actually. And then I have Burnley at 18. I think um, this is the year they drop out. I wanted to put Newcastle there, but Newcastle has somehow figured out how to avoid relegation with the worst ownership in the league Mm -hmm. and not a good squad. I mean, they finished above wolves last year. I mean, how they finished as high as they did last year is like crazy. So I put them at 17 mostly because I think they'll somehow manage a way to avoid it. But I think, I think, you know, you guys mentioned crystal palace, Brentford Watford, um, the only other team I had in there that hasn't been mentioned is Brighton. I think Brighton could potentially get relegated as well. That was my eighth of the teams. Um, and if you follow Wolves Twitter, um, Wolves also are potential, but I don't have them in that same bottom eight. You know, Nate, one,
2: thing I, one thing I would say on the these teams, like you were mentioning, um, what team was it that you were saying has a knack? Newcastle, you were saying has a knack for just staying up. I think Burnley is one of those clubs too, that just like, it's that type of club that's like going to get as close to relegation as possible and then repeat it the same thing next year. Right. Like there's a certain kind of club that does that. And that doesn't mean they can do it perfectly every year, but those clubs have been knocking on the door for a few years now.
0: Definitely. All right. How about top seven? What do we got for top seven? I think we all kind of agree that the top four, Top four seem to be pretty easy to pick this year. Um, we may be surprised. <laughs> Kemi's laughing. Um, oh, Kemi, totally. why don't you why don't you start us off?
2: <laughs> why don't you? start <laughs> us? Rangers. He actually had them finishing
0: first. I think. What are your yes. What are your top four? Top four. All right, we're gonna go
3: Liverpool because my brother says to pick Liverpool. All right. Um, can I say Arsenal? You You can. It is a team. <laughs> the hesitation gives me pause, but I'm saying Arsenal. Okay. Uh, I'll go with another one that I know: Manchester City. Okay. Awesome. Three for three for four. Right? Is it
0: four? Four. Yep. Four. So one more, Chelsea. Okay. Awesome. All right. There you go. Those are four teams. I think three of them are are good choices. Okay. But we'll we'll wait and see. <laughs> we'll find out. The rest of us will go with our top seven. Um, Uh, let's start with Chris. Chris, what do you got for your top seven? Start from seven. Work us (laughs) our way up to the the title.
1: All right. Um, Starting at seven, I've got Leeds United. Um, It could be a horrible choice. They could finish 12th, 13th, 11th. Um, I just like their squad. I like how they play. They're super fun to watch. Uh, And they impressed last year in their first year up. So why not? Let's see how they can roll. Um, Next up, (laughs) I went with Spurs in the six hole. I didn't think I was going to have them in my top seven, but here they are at six.
0: Nuno uh, doing the job.
1: Nuno doing the job and I, Harry Kane coming back, it puts him up over the top. You think so, he'll
0: come back. You're yeah. obviously banking on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I think this week would have gone a lot worse with Harry Kane news if he weren't coming back. Um, but with his release that he, you know, he'll be back on Saturday training with the club as they agreed to. I think, this could be his last season there unless Spurs just go off and he goes off. But, yeah, I've got Harry Kane coming back. Um, so Spurs in sixth. Uh, in fifth, this was a tough one for me. This is where, like, things for me got, got hard. Um, I went against my heart, and I put Lester, Lester in it at the five hole, uh, which the battle there was with Liverpool, and I've got Liverpool finishing fourth. Followed by Chelsea in the three hole, and that leaves the Manchester clubs. And this is where I could not get away from my own personal bias and my love for my squad. So I fully admit it's a homer pick. I rarely do it, but it's a predictions. It's a fun start the league off, season off. Um, I've got Manchester City finishing second, trailing the one and only Manchester United.
0: I think, I think, you know, I don't think that's a Homer pick because it's, I think, a legitimate option, right? (laughs) Like, if it wasn't a legitimate option, right, I think it's a homer pick. But if you're trying to decide between two clubs, why not choose your club to win it all?
1: Right. And, you know, they were the top two clubs last season, so it's not like it's a reach by any means. You you know how we always talk about how don't listen to ESPN football coverage because they're terrible? So, like, one of my favorite things is reading their articles now and just laughing at it. But, like, last year, it was their articles were... Uh, Manchester United can't compete for a trophy this year. They're two pieces away. So what did they do this offseason? They signed two world-class players. They bring in Jadon Sancho and uh, Varane, Varane. I don't know. I'll figure out how to say that after the first game. Um, and they bring these two world-class pieces that were the two pieces they needed. And then the other day, ESPN releases another article talking about how United's only like two pieces away. <laughs> so It just it cracked me up so much. Um, I'm excited for this season. I don't think it's an insane reach by any means. Uh, Obviously it's going to be hard. City is so good. Chelsea is so good. Liverpool's getting healthy. They're so good. So it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun one.
0: Kemi, that's a little like just word to the wise. Um, And I've just learned this over time. ESPN FC. Yeah. Not a good source. Not the place to go. uh, Not the, not the place to go for, for solid, um, sport, like soccer, football coverage.
3: So you're saying this podcast is the place to go for solid soccer
0: coverage. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that either. (laughs) I
2: was just going to say, unless with our Sam Macho shout out, ESPN chooses to acquire us, in which case we have nothing but good things to say. So you're
3: saying we should get Sam to add a segment to his show. Totally. Called Mm. Soccer Neophytes. There we go. Love
1: it. Why do you think you're here, Kevin? (laughs) (laughs) Come on.
3: (laughs) I accept it fully accept it,
0: tim what do you got
2: okay well um yeah i think the top four the, i'll just say this very quick and then i'll get in my seven seven to one the top four those four clubs i think are pretty easy to pick where they will go or which ones will be in the top four right the order i think is what we're talking about here is like is a little bit up in the air and then, but seven through five, I think is really going to be interesting to see. I don't think there's any guarantees there at all. And I don't think last season was necessarily a good predictor. So I'll say at seven is Leicester, which I feel like that's not going to surprise anybody, but I think everyone would pick them somewhere right in there at six. I've got leads. Kyle, where are you at? <laughs> oh, he's not on today, but yeah, I've got, I've got leads at six. I mean, I'm rooting for Bielsa. I think it's a fun club to watch. It's their second year up. They, I think they can bring some things together. So I've got them at six. I've got Arsenal at five, guys. Wow! Wow! They drastically underperformed. Kemi's the
0: only one. Kemi's the only one not surprised by. Oh yeah, that.
2: Kemi saw it. Kemi could tell. us. this was a team on the rise.
0: Oh yeah, I could feel it.
2: They've hey, got Kemi. great young players.
3: Mm-hmm. That that's, they got unlucky that's last year. Totally.
2: Yang has got to get it back.
3: I
1: agree.
2: He's too good. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: So, Tim, in my research, I don't think this is crazy by any means. Uh, Did you know that had the season last year started in December, Arsenal would have finished in third?
2: Yeah, I believe it.
1: So, from December on, they were the third best club. I am not an Arteta believer, which is the only reason I left him out of my top seven. I think he's first manager fired. Uh, If they come out slow again, he's gone right away. Um, but I don't, think, I don't think it's a crazy pick by any means.
2: Yeah, I don't either. I mean, who knows, right? Like, they could finish 10th, and it wouldn't be too surprising. But I think they have a shot at five. I don't think they have a shot at four, which is where I have United. I've got United at fourth. And this was tough because I could make – I mean, I could I could look at each team and the moves they've made and the team they have coming in and say, this team has a shot. But I've got them at fourth. I think Chelsea has done a lot to strengthen themselves. I've got them them at three, and then I resisted the urge to do what Chris did, and I've got Liverpool at two. I think I think it's City's title to lose. I think City City are so good, and they deserve the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I really hope that they don't win, but um, and they've strengthened so. But I think Liverpool is solid for number two because they obviously won two years ago, won the Champions League the year before that, were decimated by injuries last year. And they had like through the fall up to December, I think we're in second and then had just this three month stretch of just abysmal play that where they, they would have been relegated if that had been their full season, they were that bad. And then from mid-March on, they were as good as any team in the world so um they got to the quarterfinals of the champions league so i don't think it's a stretch to put them at two but yeah i've got i've got city at one and it pains me to say it
0: yeah um yeah i think with you guys i agree top four for me were pretty easy five through seven a little more challenging i've got everton at seven um i think rafa will pull it together and i think that team's got so much talent i think they'll be i think they'll be great or 7th which is really good in the premier league um this is my biggest surprise pick i have aston villa at 6 i i firmly believe in the philosophy of getting rid of one superstar and replacing them with three or four great players in a sport like soccer is, is the right way to go. And I think, I think they might not start strong. um, But I think once those players figure it out um, with Ings, Bailey and Buendia are kind of the three main pieces. They also brought in Ashley young, who's really old, but like has been around the league forever I mean,
1: Ashley, as a United fan, having to watch Ashley Young in his last season and a half was awful. He's no good.
0: Yeah. For a United club, but for a team like Gastonville, I think he could come in and provide some, some veteran leadership and play true. You're going to hate this, but I think he could pull if, if my prediction plays out. So you got to like suspend belief for a moment and just like live in my reality. I think he could play a Cavani type role. He only need, if he comes on. I'm not saying he's Cavani, Chris. You're looking at me with this eye. I'm not saying he's Cavani. He's easily so,
2: ten years younger than Cavani.
0: <laughs> when Cavani came to United, we didn't know how much he'd play. We thought he might come in like the last 15 minutes, and he did, and he played great. That's what I expect. Ashley Young come in in the last 30 minutes. He's not a starter and provide some goal scoring opportunities. So maybe he just needed to change his scenery. Yeah, we well, go, Just
1: There's for context, though, Ashley Young's two years older than Cavani.
3: I, we know.
2: Why we're are
0: you team. fact checking this stuff, Chris? Come on,
1: need a fact check. They were both on my team. I know their ages. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So I've got Aston Villa at six. I've got Leicester at five. Um, and then I've got Liverpool at four. <sighs> United at three. Chelsea at two and city at one. I this is completely predicated on the fact that I think Harry Kane is still going to City. If if Kane doesn't go to City, I'll take Chelsea at number one. That was my pick last year. Yeah, I was was gonna say I had to
1: sit through all season listening to you tell me how Chelsea was gonna win the league next year. And now you're not going. But
0: but (laughs) now I'm I'm saying I think Kane's gonna go to City still. I've got Spurs at 10 because of that. Um, and I think I'm like sticking it to Nuno. It's like the reverse, like the re- the the, re- the reverse Homer going on over here.
1: Uh, so. It's that's hilarious and sad at the same time. Like is- for how much you love Nuno, and <laughs> for, the, for worst. Like, the
2: years that I <laughs>
1: that we've talked about this, and how great he was, and how he did everything for the club. How quickly you've turned on him is so I know. sad.
0: It is sad. I mean, Nuno Espirito Santos, um, Nuno of the Holy Spirit. He was uh, Wolves' manager and really great. Like, I, I actually really do love him. But it is hard to see him at Spurs. We play him in our first home match. It's going to be bizarre, but um, we'll see.
1: Well, Nate, I'll throw this out there. I uh, reached out to uh, the lovely Katie Manchester United fan across the pond uh, to see what she was thinking. I was doing my research today and she has Aston Villa in sixth as well. So great minds might think alike.
0: There we go. Um, All right, guys. So these last two shouldn't take quite as long. Um, Top goal scorer. Who do you guys think is going to? uh, Kemi, we'll start with you. Who do you think scored the most goals in the Premier League?
3: What did your Let brother Oh, uh, you? Oh,
0: yeah. you, you had to make <laughs> it sound like
3: I didn't do my research. All right. Uh, I totally on my own volition am going with our young, talented right back, Trent Alexander Arnold.
2: Yes. <laughs>
3: I love it. So good. <laughs> or, no, sorry. Nope. Mo Salah.
2: Yeah, he might be even better. That's yeah, even that's, a better choice. The there striker.
3: That's 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 the pick. Okay, I like yeah. it. Trent,
2: Trent does have some goal scoring potential,
3: but I will say Salah's got even more. Yes. He I was, was, I was, <laughs> yeah, I I mis I misread my own notes.
1: <laughs> it's more of a opportunity type of a thing with those two guys. <laughs>
0: right. Tim, did you pick Mo Salah as well?
2: You know what? I didn't. I, I think he'll finish one goal behind Romelu Lukaku for Chelsea. Okay. I, once that's Whoa, solidified, I think.
1: Are you breaking news? Because I don't see him on a roster anywhere right now.
2: That's how bold this pick is, Chris. Because there's a wow. chance he doesn't even play in the Premier League this year. Wow, that is no, a, he'll, he'll a be player. he'll be at Chelsea. Who knows? I mean, this this could turn out really bad, right? Like he he's been better since being out of the Premier League. But he's coming back to Chelsea. He's, he's been there before. He's at the top of his game. He's going to have Christian he's got a chance. giving him
0: some crosses. He didn't, have, he didn't have Pulisic the last time he was there. So. And he didn't
2: have Timo Werner feeding him. Like, And that's the thing is I have Chelsea down in third. And I think if he wins the golden boot, there's no way that they're in third. So mm. I have to kind of root against him winning. But I just have a hunch.
0: Could Chris, what, oh, what, oh me, me! I I will. Um, again, this is predicated on my Kane to City move, but I'm going Harry Kane.
1: Top <laughs> four. Nice. Uh, since you brought up Lukaku and the 130 million dollar move that is about to happen, I found it funny that United sold him two seasons ago for 97 million, and uh, Inter just sold him for 130. I, I there were stuff I was seeing online that. Inter might have to pay some of that to United. I don't know if that's true or not. I have no oh. idea how, yeah, those contracts work.
0: We'll include. We'll will uh, start with a little um, term of the term of the week early. A little early term of the week for you all. They have what's called sell on clauses where it basically helps protect you from selling a young player. I don't know if they would do it for Lukaku, but this is what you're referring to. So. If you, if, if we were to sell like a young player to like, like let's say Wolves with Jota, I don't think this is the case, but Wolves sold Jota to Liverpool last year. They, they could say we're, we're putting a 20% sell on clause. So we sold them to, to Liverpool for 30 million, anything over 30 million that Liverpool sells them for, we get 20% of that. So it's basically a way to wow. check to check and like kind of protect your your the deal you've made. So let's say if Jota goes to to Barcelona for sixty million, Wolves would get twenty percent of that thirty. So
3: I'm surprised I mean, pro teams here don't have or do they?
0: I don't think so. I, I don't think so. so. Yeah, and,
1: think so. and it's just such a different system. Yeah. Cause it's not true to any league in the world is the thing whereas like yeah. NBA you guys think inside the NBA yeah, so
0: that's interesting uh um, well, we
1: got away from it but uh my top goal score this is not predicated upon any future moves in any way shape or form for me it came down to Mo Salah and Harry Kane and I just went with Harry Kane in Tottenham again
0: there you go last last prediction we're gonna go with our wolves award we instituted this after Chris and my first season when Wolves finished seventh. Uh, they were the they were a newly promoted club who finished in seventh. So this award goes to which of the newly promoted clubs do we fin- Will finish the highest in the table? Um, now,
1: Kemi, you've got a thirty three percent chance at hitting this one. So the good news <laughs> now, just not. But he I also know- needs.
0: But he also needs to know what the three. Uh, exactly. I was going to say, I don't know are. if you have
1: your uh, notes in front of you still, but I think I have in case them. you don't. It's Brentford, Watford and Norwich are the three choices.
3: OK, um, I'm going with Watford because former former Arizona Cardinal Earl Watford was at their training camp practice today. Um, it just feels right. Going Yes, to love yeah, it.
1: it I like it, and mine is simple because of who I put in the relegation zone. I'm obviously going with Norwich because I had uh, Brentford and Watford both getting relegated.
2: I've got Brentford, man. I've got them jumping. I know we're not doing the full, the full predictions, but I've got them up in 15. Wow. I just went for it. I feel like they have a very high ceiling and a very low floor. Like This could be a terrible experiment, or it could be a really fun one. And the other clubs I was just less inspired by. So I'm going to root for it to be a fun experiment.
1: And what do you think their high ceiling is? Like how high could high be for them?
2: From I mean, obviously I don't know a ton about them So they've just been promoted. But I think one, the bottom part of the table is is there's a lot of really like messed up teams. So I don't think that finishing 15 is necessarily like a tremendous accomplishment. Right. But for a newly promoted team, that's something. Um I think they've this money ball stuff, like just they're playing a different kind of a game. and so that's why I feel like it could flop or it could it could they may have a secret. And then Ivan Tony, their striker, he scored 30 something goals in the championship. So if that translates to 12, 15 in the Premier League, I don't know,
0: you know what what that would mean. So so we'll see. Nice. Well, I think their ceiling is 14. Oh that's where I have them.
1: I think their floor I, is 20th.
0: Their floor is 20 for sure. <laughs> they could be a Norwich. Norwich also had like a 30 goal scorer in Timu Puki from a couple seasons yeah. ago, and they finished 20th. So, but I do I have Brentford at 14, and I also have them as my wolves. I think it's that's just that's clearly just wishful thinking. I I want them to finish 14th, <laughs> I want them to be a success. I want to see a team that hasn't been in the premier league in 50 some odd years do really well. So I'm picking them for my, world. I feel
2: like I've read a little bit of stuff about Brentford, those who followed the championship. And I've heard similar comments about them that I heard about leads, that they're super fun to watch lots of energy. So it's an easy team to root for down there.
1: Hey, the good news is that someone on this podcast is going to be right.
2: That's right. Yeah.
0: One of us I mean, right.
2: all three may be relegated, but one will be an 18. <laughs>
0: exactly. That's true. You don't get an award though. If you're relegated, we'll just say that. <laughs> all right. Let's make the transition to kits. This is super fun and a hundred percent subjective there. I have no doubt that Chris and I will fight over this because <laughs> I think we have very different, uh, sentiments when it comes to style Chris in our group text called me out as having no style, which is totally fine. I basically you have
1: work- your style, I have is, my style, which is fine,
0: <laughs> but it's no style <laughs> according to you. So, uh, with that being said, Chris, why don't you tell us? We're gonna we're gonna start with best, just overall kit. One kit could be home, okay. away, or third. What is, in your opinion, the best kit?
1: Okay. Um. Can I give you the four contenders for me?
0: No. Oh. Just give me one, and then you can circle back around later with maybe a, if, if we don't mention the other ones.
1: Okay. The best kit, the best single kit. Yeah. Goes to an away kit for none other hmm. than Manchester City. Ooh, City? Manchester City. I was sure you were going to say United. I know you guys were, but look, I got my bias out of me, and I reviewed all of it. It came down to United and City. I love the City away jersey. I think it's so clean, so sharp. I I couldn't get away from the fact that that's the best kit in the league.
0: It's beauty. I I I like it too. That's a great choice. I thought, and I thought we'd fight. Tim, how about you? There's still
2: there's still lots of time, mate.
0: There is. (laughs)
2: All right, my, my, it pains me to say this, but my favorite kit is the Everton Away kit. Ooh, with the sash, the black and red awesome. with the Peru red sash.
1: Tim, that finished in third for me. It's up. It's so good. It's so it, good.
2: It's beautiful. And it pains me to say that because Everton are garbage and they're going to finish 12th, but that's a great kit.
0: I'm a sucker for the sashes. If you've been yeah. listening long enough, you know I'm a sucker for a sash. And that, that was very high on my list too. Kemi, how about you, yeah. man? This is, your first, this is the first time you've even seen this type of kits. It what is. What did you go with? Best kit.
3: So I, uh, my selection was very, very rigorous. I went with Arsenal's third away kit because it looks the most like fruit stripe gum. And in the eighth grade, <laughs> I was about a twelve pack a day fruit stripe gum kid. And as there soon as go. I saw this kit, I knew that that was the one. That's the it's the yellow yellow kit. That's the blue. No, it's the blue the light, light. Yeah, with the okay. yeah, that's the
0: one. There you go. I I had I felt like there were so many. There are so many really really good kits. So in the end, I went with which one would I want to wear? Like which one would I want to wear, and which one I would just wear the crap out of this kit. And I went with West Ham's third kit, the blue, like they've got it's a it's a navy blue kit with with uh, a bit of maroon, a little bit of baby blue. It's simple. Um, I just, I just think it's such a beautiful, a beautiful, That's a nice one. There's a lot of other great ones, I think. Um, but that, that one is that one is the one I would wear. I'd wear every day. All right. Worst kit. There are also as much as we've talked about how many great kits there are, there are a lot of atrocious kits, Tim, you're not in your head. Why don't you give us what is the worst overall kit?
2: Yeah, and I won't name them, but there were several. And for, I'll just say the category for me is like ones when I see them and I'm kind of like, is this going to be really cool on TV or is this going to give all of us headaches? Because just some of these are so, it's so hard to tell how they'll actually look when we're watching games. But I went with Tottenham's third kit. It is just, it, there's just way too much going on in it. It's, to me, it just looks ugly. It's, yeah,
0: not much, not much good
2: to say about it.
0: Yeah, I. I mean, I will even...
2: Purple and I just have it here. Like, there's white, gray, purple, yellow, black. There's splotches. There's grids. There's like leopard spots. There's I don't know what's going on on it. So I know it's it's a look, but it's not a good one.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna waste anyone's time. That was mine too. I think it's okay. the absolute worst. Worst kit out there, and there's some horrible ones, but that is the worst.
1: There are Trish. some horrible ones, yeah. I will, uh, let me give you a couple runners up. You wouldn't waste people's time, but I will. Uh, the Manchester United's third kit is terrible, yeah. it is awful. Uh, Watford's home kit is atrocious. I, yep. Um, and then this really came down to two kits Spurs third, Chelsea's home. They're just both garbage to me, but Spurs third is maybe the worst thing I've ever seen.
0: Chelsea's home is bad, but at least it's blue. At least that's kind of what like helped for me, but yeah. Kemi, how about you? I'm going to go with, uh, Aston Villa.
3: Aston Villa. Villa. Okay. We'll get this. They're away. Um, all white red stripe only because it just reminds me of just a bland, double mint gum kind of <laughs> jersey shirt kit kit yes. did nothing for me
1: yeah I, and can i just hit real quick on a very troubling trend that i'm seeing in the yeah. kits this year i hate the buttons they're freaking uh. terrible so any kit that has the three buttons like it's a polo without a collar but it's still a t-shirt that you get to wear on a soccer pitch no the buttons gotta go. I gotta tell you, as bad as that third United kit is, I was so glad there was no buttons on any of their kits. Oh, that yeah, is the worst that. trend going this season.
2: So, we have a new outro, right? Sorry, Glazers. Now it's
1: buttons out. Buttons out.
0: <laughs> I like the Liverpool away kit, though. That's it. A- oh,
1: God. It's awful. I think I it's do, because I it's do like
0: throwback, it. Chris. It's throwback to like Ugh. the kits they used to wear. Terrible button up. But I wouldn't wear it. I, I like would. Wearing.
2: It looks beautiful.
0: Well, I don't like wearing. In
1: the trash can, it does. <laughs> and
0: you, you and I work together. You know, I only wear button-up shirts if I've got a, like a really. That's cool. true. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, but your button-ups probably go all the way down the shirt.
0: Not all of them.
2: There is such thing, Chris. I don't know if you've heard. Of it. There's something called a polo shirt. It's got. Yeah, like they have the collars. Color. Yeah, the Liverpool. I one wore
0: one color. today to work. Liverpool one has a collar.
2: Yeah, come on, Chris. Do your research. It's awful. Awesome. <laughs>
1: It's awful. All
0: right. Let's go with – actually, while we're on the worst collection, let, while we're on worst kits, let's stick. What is the worst collection of kits? And then we'll finish with best collection. Worst collection. Chris, why don't you start us off?
1: Yeah, this came down to two clubs, uh, Liverpool's collection and Ooh. Chelsea's collection. And at the end of the day, that Chelsea home kit is so bad that it overall – makes the whole shebang terrible uh chelsea you guys went for worst collection of kits but it was close with liverpool
0: yeah wow. chelsea's third kit's bad i actually don't mind chelsea's away but they're their home and third are are pretty bad
1: here you guys want here are my notes on chelsea's home yikes away <laughs> terrible third meh <laughs> here's, here's let's, let's hear here. liverpool all right here's Liverpool home. Eh. Away <laughs> terrible third garbage.
2: Wow.
0: <laughs> Love it.
2: Chris, man. For someone so likable, you couldn't be more wrong. But
0: okay, let's move along. Tim, why don't you what is your worst? What's your worst? So play?
2: mine came down to two. The both start with a, with the letter W. Oh. And I went with Watford. I just think, and it's not because Watford has like the single most offensive, but it's just they're just not good. So other clubs went really experimental with like the third kit and Watford to me, none of those look good. And some of them look awful.
1: <laughs> the home. What's that? The home one is so bad.
2: Uh, yeah. And I think that's actually the strongest of the three. It's only a look that I wouldn't wear, but like, but the other two, I think it's just downhill from there.
1: The only reprieve I gave Wadford in this, because they were actually third worst in my rankings, um, was that all these other clubs that are kind of going with like the weird thing, they're all made by Adidas or Nike, and they're all kind of following suit of the others. Yeah. whereas Wadford has like this really weird I've never heard of them before manufacturer, and they just went for it.
2: They're the ones it's like a, it's like a pet company or something helmet
0: <laughs> <Something> helmet <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kemi, what do you got? Um, I went West Ham. Hmm. that a does that work? Well, I mean, if you don't like them, it works. Yes. Yes. Okay, then great.
3: <laughs> didn't didn't just didn't move the needle. Um I think their away has like that partial whatever you want to call it. No button, but just that overlap. I couldn't get on board but then their home had the collar. The others didn't have the collar. Kind of threw me off. I'm going West Ham.
0: Okay. Uh for me, I'm just following suit with um, the my worst overall kit. I've got Tottenham. I think Tottenham's collection is just garbage. Their their home kit is virtu- it's just it's actually nothing.
2: It's, it's so boring.
0: It's nothing. It's their sponsor, the company that made them, and their badge. That's yeah. it. It's I garbage. think
2: it's actually an improvement on on the last couple of years' home kits where they've had like strange navy blue armpits and weird things like that. And, like
0: yeah, it's it, well, it's not garbage, it's just boring. And right. then when Young you man. couple it with the away kit, the galaxy away kit, mm-hmm. which is cool if you're seven, like Dreps <laughs> loves it. Um, and then add that to the kit that no one likes. I can't imagine. I can't imagine them wearing it. I actually heard Harry Kane started the transfer protocol when this third kit was released. <laughs> I'm not wearing that. He's Auto. like,
2: man, that city,
0: that city away kit. Woo. That city away kit's so nice, but I'm not wearing that Tottenham third. So,
1: do you think in like the marketing meetings, Spurs were like, "What should our away kit look like?" They're like. Well, how do we define our club? Uh, we're out of this world. That's it. We're going to go with Galaxy because we're out of this world, guys.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. Or maybe right. Jeffrey
2: yeah. Bezos bought them over the last year and it's part of his space theme. You know, he's just, you know, throwing money around.
0: There we go. All right, best collection. Let's finish with the, what's the best collection? Kemi, um, what do you got? Best collection of kits. <laughs> um,
3: i it's going to sound weird because I liked one, their away in particular. Um, I'm not muted, but I went with, is it Southampton?
0: Yeah.
2: Okay.
3: Um, their home is not special, but I really, really like their away. Looks like a nebula. I'm a fan. I don't know much about <laughs> this um, <laughs> or why they choose
0: these colors or do they have home away? Do they have team colors? The home kit is traditionally the, 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 their, their team colors. Their home is usually their team colors. So home there's... team, team colors. And okay. then they, they, most clubs take a lot of freedom with the other colors. You can see West Ham stuck mostly within their color palette, you know, not so with, with Southampton, for instance, Got it. The second is this yellow and blue. Right. So
2: yeah. Like each, each season, the home kit, will have some continuity with the previous year okay so all everything we're describing with the home kits like are like tweaks really i mean some more than others but the color scheme the overall design is often pretty similar and then yeah the away kit and the third kit are crazy wonky colors that sometimes are like throwbacks to retro colors or yeah i was gonna ask. like in liverpool's case that's the, the kits that Chris didn't like, like that yellow one with the red, po- not polka dots, what are they called? Checkers? So bad. Um, <laughs> red polka dots is a throwback. Um, and the the cream white one. But yeah. And then, but a lot of it, it's like just off the wall bonkers
0: colors that they may they change ready- them every year. Every yeah, year. Every year. New kids. No way. Yeah.
3: Uh,
0: it's, that's it's actually really kind cool. Of a, it's kind of an exciting part. Yeah. Something of, to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I will say though that Southampton third kit, it was almost my favorite. The yeah. black, the black and uh, red is so good. Yeah. And then I don't know if you see the detail in that kit, but that's I think St Mary's. It's their pitch, like
2: uh-huh. uh,
0: oh, is cool. like in the detail of, of uh-huh. uh that's of cool. The kit. So that's a beautiful kit. Chris.
1: But we have not touched on their pink keeper kit. is like if i i probably should have thrown that into the worst kits category because that pink keeper kit is so bad
0: it's not on this link that we're all looking at but wolves wolves really no it is i'm saying i was uh i was referencing wolves away keeper kit is also pink for what it's worth i don't think they've updated this since then though
3: yeah it's pretty it's pretty rough
1: also, it's I might, yeah, I might have had to take a quick time out there when we were talking about best kits. So I might have missed this. Did anyone touch on the Wolves away kit? That black with gold sparkle? No. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's a top five kit in the league. I really like it. Um, okay. So, best overall collection. Let's just say from- I
0: haven't ordered a Wolves kit yet. Yeah. So I'm waiting for the third.
1: I don't blame you. I, I, lo- if, if They had different sponsorship because I can't get over that. The
0: man bed X, the man bed X <laughs> logoing, it's, two, it's, two levels of spo- like it, it's bad, yeah. It's, it's
1: a lot, and it's like a jacked up McDonald's M, and, <laughs> but it's not gold, it's white. But I think like the layer of the kit without the logo is really good, and I really like that. I'd like to see it. Without the Man Bed X logo. Um, that being said, my best overall, it really came down to three clubs. Um, I had it going like this Everton in third, Leicester in second, which I might be an anomaly on that, but I just think they're clean and crisp. And I like the King Power logo, and it just works. Their color scheme works. They didn't do anything insane. Uh, but I think best overall collection, fucking Manchester City. <laughs>
2: This episode's gonna have an E on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tim, I should have warned you that I was coming. I
0: like that choice. I think Cities, I think City's collection is so solid. Tim and I talked offline. He he can't get behind the third, the third kit where they don't no, have pressed at all. at all. Just Man City across the front. I think I think it looks so good. I had,
1: I had Man City's third as just okay, but their first two are so good. It carries them across.
0: Yeah. Tim, who do you got for best, um, best collection of kits?
2: Yeah. You know, I almost went with Everton again for this. I, I love those first two, the blue Everton and the, uh, and then the black with the sash, but I just could not do that. So this may surprise you guys. I don't think this club has even been mentioned yet in this conversation. I went with Brighton. Okay. I love both of those kits and it's be and they're not experimental. They are so simple, but I just love them. Hmm. Do you, do you guys have strong feelings on Brighton or did you just kind of like Cause obviously they didn't show I, up in worst and they didn't show up in best.
0: I like Brighton's home kit. I've always liked, and I think they've done, I think they did this last year too, the blue and white stripes yeah. with the gold pop. I think that looks really good. So nice. But okay. Kemi mentioned like bubble gum earlier, like fruit stripes gum and that I can't get, I can't get on that. W- uh, winter green. away. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I'm
2: a Mariners fan. So I've, I'm, I've been on that train for
1: a That's while. There you, go. I, you know, Brighton would be a lot higher. I ranked them, I gave them a 5 out of 10 for their kit collection. Um, and it's because and it, the beauty of this all being subjective is I hate the American Express logo being a big block that breaks up the stripes. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I just can't get behind that aspect of it. Like, I don't know how you incorporate the American Express logo better. That's just a function of them being the sponsor and it—that's just kind of how it needs to be for the sponsorship to be there. But I hate how it just runs across chess and breaks up the vertical striping.
2: Well, and it, may, also, it maybe it wouldn't have to be that big because I saw I saw the same thing with West Ham and maybe a couple other clubs that have striped kits. The white is—it feels excessive, right? Like right above and below the the brand.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe if but I don't mind the, it that much, but, but I see what you're the saying. the coloring, I could get behind it. Like if it weren't just the white box interrupting the white and blue pattern, I don't know. I don't know what you do there. That that's the only reason I can't get behind It's because of that.
0: I get yeah. that. I
1: don't dislike their away kit. I I'm fine with the coloring. I don't love uh, the shoulder crazy zigzags, yeah, yeah, but no, I, I don't I don't hate it.
0: All right, I've got. Um... I'll give you my runner up cause they haven't been mentioned at all. And I feel like they deserve to, because I think all three of these kits are eight out of tens, maybe nine out of tens, but crystal palace, again, you guys will know I have a soft spot for crystal palace. Um, but the blue, the, their home kit is so clean. So nice. The red and blue is always, they do such a good job with that. Uh the away kit, I think, is probably the weakest of them, but I think the it works. The yellow with the blue and red stripe, that eagle impression's kind of sick. Um, and then the third kit is probably an it's another shirt I would wear. I blue, the blue and white with the black. Um those colors. I just I love it. So and what
2: is that background? Is that yeah. like the entrance to the stadium?
0: I actually don't, I have no idea. I have no idea. I hadn't noticed that
1: before. It's the pearly gates, bro. (laughs) (laughs) The pearly gates to
0: the championship. But my (laughs) top kit collection was Kemi's least favorite. And that's, that's West Ham. I, and I, I didn't actually, I didn't really actually pay a ton of attention to the collars. um, So much. So I can, I can understand why that would throw, throw people off, but um it's just clean. And I love clean. Um, the, I think the Betway logo is just, it's non-intrusive. Like it's just simple. It's a good font. Um, you know, I think Chris kind of what you pointed out earlier, I do wish they would have figured out a better way to incorporate it in the blue and white stripes. Um, but, and then that third kit is just so good. It's so clean. So I'd, I'd wear any of those now for, a little American watch. This is a typical segment where we'll take a few minutes to talk about American performances during the week. But since this is a preview episode, I just want to kind of fill us in on who are the Americans in the premier league. Who can we expect to see play quite a bit who might not feature who may not even be with the team once the season starts. Um, we have Captain America, of course, the most well-known current American, Christian Pulisic, playing for Chelsea. Um, presuming that he doesn't get very injured, he will uh, play a lot. He should play a lot, and I think there should be high hopes for him. Um the other one who should get a lot of playing time just announced this morning officially is Josh Sargent. He's coming over from, I think, Werder Bremen in uh, the Bundesliga. Actually, I think they got relegated last season, so he would have been coming from Bundesliga too. So this is a good move for him. He gets to continue playing top flight football, and he's with Norwich. I think that's very good for him. It's really exciting to get American players uh, in the premier league. Um, the other three players, I'm not quite sure how much they'll feature. We'll start with, uh, Zach Stefan. He's a goalkeeper for Manchester city. Um, he, he will probably play quite a bit during cup matches, maybe some early champions league. So we will see him, but maybe not, probably not much in the premier league. Um, Edison will get the start for Manchester City most weeks. The other two guys, uh, the other two Americans in the Premier League on the first team squads right now, it's a bit unknown of whether they'll play for their teams at all if they'll get loaned out. Um, the first is Owen Otisawi. Uh He is on Wolves. He is a, a midfielder we saw him a few times last season played fairly well um, but didn't really get a lot of chance under Nuno. There's some speculation that he's not a very hard worker and so uh, some of that is has kind of rolled out. Wolves offered him a contract that he rejected and so now they think he the Wolves are going to sell him so he may not even be on the club um, this season. They've got two years left so they're not on his contract so they're not forced to get rid of him this year but um that's Owen Otisawi. And the other one is Carter Vickers for Tottenham. He's been off on loan for the last few seasons, but right now he's still listed on their first team squad. Um, so who knows whether he's going to be around or not? But those are the guys that that we will be talking about. I presume that Pulisic and Sargent will be the ones we'll probably spend the most time talking about, with an occasional mention of the other guys. Now for our lock it in review. This is where we predict which team is going to win this week. Um, Tim, I will let you go first because I actually did not pick this one <laughs> so that you could as, oh, as, a, that. as a gift to my friend and new regular contributor. You're
2: one act of charity for the upcoming season. I appreciate it. So yeah, I picked Liverpool over Norwich. Um, I got to, got to start on a high note.
0: There's probably no better pick. And maybe the last time you're, you're able to pick Norwich because we don't allow you to pick re- teams in the relegation zone. That's um, right. So Chris, who do you got?
1: Mm, yeah, I've got, I'm taking advantage of our, our being able to pick against what we might be the bottom three. I'm taking Arsenal over Brentford.
0: I think that could be an upset. And that could be an early, early upset.
1: It could be because every time I pick Arsenal, they lose. So
0: <laughs> Until now. Kemi, you got a pick for us?
3: I was going to go Liverpool, but it's taken. So I'll take Man City over
0: Tottenham. Oh, I like it. Good choice. The joke this today, Nuno, Nuno announced that Kane would be available for the match this weekend. And I saw a lot of people making the joke saying, like, for which team? Uh, he hasn't showed up to training yet, has he? I Saturday. think he did this weekend. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. He released a statement, but Got whatever it. that means. Um, I am taking Chelsea over Crystal Palace. I'm still really high on Chelsea, and I don't know how well uh, Crystal Palace is going to be this season. And Kemi, what what match are you watching this weekend? I'm watching Liverpool North City. All right. Yeah. Tim, what what should Kemi be looking out for?
2: Yeah, um, I won't go into a lot of detail. Um, I we talked about this last week, but when Nate was first starting the podcast, I did kind of a a bit of a deep dive into Liverpool and my fandom. So feel free to go back and listen to that one before uh, you watch this. But so a lot a long history. A lot of really um, good years, uh, lots of trophies. Um, They have really had a resurgence in the last maybe five years under manager Jurgen Klopp, this German, this crazy, crazy scientist German guy. Um, And um, so they won the Champions League two years ago, which is all of the best clubs in Europe, and then won the Premier League a year ago. And then this last season just had tons of injuries. Okay and ended up finishing third but had to rally to get there like they were further down for quite a while so it was a very last minute thing to even get into those top spots um so it's really I think a lot of people are waiting to see like what this club will actually be are they able to stay healthy and if they are are they as good as they were when they won the league two years ago are they you know just older and not as good I think there are a lot of questions with that so um I mean, you've already done some of the research. You mentioned Salah and you mentioned Trent Alexander-Arnold. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Salah is the main goal scorer up front. Okay. Um, Jordan Henderson is the captain in midfield. Um, I just saw today on, I think, Instagram, he has a thigh tattoo of their Champions League trophy. So, if you get lucky, you may see that. The <laughs> trophy on his thigh.
3: In Greater Lake. Um,
2: And then Virgil van Dijk might be my favorite player in the premier league center back uh, center back central defender he um he got injured i think a month into the season last year and was out so okay. none of us have seen him play since then um but he he's one of if not the best center central defender in the world when he's healthy okay so if he's back and he's looking good not only is he a good defender but he'll go forward on corner kicks and he's tall so he'll get headers and so He's a ton of fun to watch. And he kind of controls the game from the back. So okay. kind of watch him. He's the tall guy with the like the ponytail thing. Um, yeah, anyway, equate, he's, a, he's a ton of fun to watch.
3: Can you equate the last four players to Cardinals players?
2: Mo Salah. Oh, man, I don't know if I can.
1: Suns players.
2: What do you guys think? Chris?
1: All right, Mo Salah is Larry Fitzgerald. DeAndre Hopkins.
3: DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Uh,
1: Virgil van Dyke is Chris Paul. Okay. Who okay. else did we talk about?
3: Uh,
2: Jordan Henderson, the captain, yeah. man in the middle.
1: Uh, I would say he's Jay Crowder.
3: Oh, role player.
1: I've Been around the league, solid guy, a guy you want on your team, but doesn't do anything spectacular, but does everything yeah. right. OK, that's
2: right. And that's I mean, that's some some teams. Their captain is like their star striker. Right. Um, he's much he's one of those guys Like, if you look up his stats, there's nothing about it that will impress you. Because what he does is intangible, you know, but does so, he
3: come in like every once in a while and hit five corner threes?
2: Um, he
3: or is he just consistently that player that, you know, he's going to do his job but not show up on the stat sheet?
2: Yeah, he's consistently okay. doing his job in the middle okay. and directing some guys and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, he's not going to make a lot of spectacular play- – like, to me, he doesn't make a lot of spectacular plays. But when he's out, we're in trouble.
3: Okay, role player. Uh, yeah.
1: Who was uh, who was the fourth? Mane?
2: I didn't mention Mane, but, yeah, he's up front. He's – what do, you, what do you put, like, different. a striker is, or a forward, like, are they a yeah. wide receiver or what are they?
1: I was going to say maybe, like, Chase Edmonds, like your okay. lead running back. But Mo Salah might be better as Chase Edmonds, lead running back, and Mane yeah. being, uh, like,
3: uh, A.J. Green. Oh, okay. That makes sense.
2: Any other questions, Kemi, or, like, things that you're thinking about as you get ready to watch?
3: I'm going to go into this first match really really just wide-eyed so i'll take it all in i'll make my notes but for now just let me dive in head first great yeah
1: for your sake i'm praying that it's not a nil nil draw
0: (laughs) (laughs) if it's a nil nil draw there's there's a lot of questions that have to be answered so it should be there should be some goals scored okay yeah there should be when the great thing is, I know you'll be focusing on Liverpool, but it'll be fun to watch uh, Norwich as well because that American who just transferred in—I don't know if he'll start Josh Sargent, but Sargent, it'll be okay. fun to see him. And uh, Norwich has a guy named Tamu Puki who is a is a soccer neophyte's fan favorite.
3: Okay, the, um, the Puki here. We do. <sighs> There's a the uh, what are they called? The local Phoenix team. What who are they? Phoenix Rising. Phoenix Rising. So just bear with me. I am so new to this. Is there an opportunity for them to jump into this also? Is, that, is this how this works? No, no, no. Got can't it.
0: cross. The well, I think the only time players could, players, players can, think, team yep. can't. No, the right. team couldn't. Right. Right. Okay, team couldn't.
1: No, nope. it would be like the sons trying to go to the Israeli professionally to play i see tel aviv okay yeah this is not gonna happen
3: That makes so these, sense.
2: these clubs are all in england i mean there are some teams that are that are eligible like swansea is in wales but they're all uk
3: sure, sure. okay
2: one other thing i would just mention about this match really quick that's also going to be interesting is like liverpool finished third and they've been kind of a top club the last several years and norwich um, just got promoted. So it's kind of teams at both ends of the spectrum and you'll see, like, it won't necessarily be a blowout. I mean, I hope it will be, but like there's, there should be a lot of fun, just like the tension of the game and like how it swings one way or the other. Sure. Um, that it's, you may expect like, Oh, the team that's ranked third and the team that's ranked 20th, they'll it'll be a blowout, but it's not necessarily that way.
3: So. Okay, cool. I'm looking forward to it.
1: What time is that game?
3: That game is Saturday at 9 30 in the morning.
1: Nice. Uh, Manchester United plays at 4 30 in the morning. <laughs> they, they, got the, they got the early Saturday game. So oh, that's uh, brutal. Yeah, they it's going to be an early morning for me.
0: Yeah, we've all done it. All right. Well, that wraps up our season preview kemi we're stoked to have you we're excited to see where this season takes you it's gonna be fun Uh, hopefully not landing on liverpool but (laughs) we'll we'll start there all right Um, come on in i'm I'm uh, ready
1: it might be worth having liverpool win the premier league so that he can't pick them
0: oh yeah (laughs) that's right that's right um you can follow us on twitter at soccer neophytes no longer football neophytes at soccer neophytes we also have a fantasy Premier League league, I guess, that you can join. You can check Twitter out for that. I'll be sending out some more information this week. With that, as we always say
1: here, Chris buttons out. Buttons uh, gla- out. Glazers <laughs> out. I'm sorry. It's glazers out.
0: Glazers out.